Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. This week, we're bringing you the second half of our conversation with Glenn Stearns and the cast of undercover billionaire Comeback City. I'm John Lyons, filmmaker, teaching artist, and director of programming for the Film Society. And I'm Erica Berlin, executive director of the Film Society of Northwestern PA. And now we bring you the rest of our conversation with Glenn and the gang. Watch Undercover Billionaire Comeback City on Discovery. The taping of the show is over. So you've had some time now to reflect. What have you learned the most now that you've had time to really digest it? Not when you were recording, because I'm sure that in the moment when you were being interviewed, there's a lot of things going through your mind. You were still working hard. You were processing a lot, but it's been a few months. What have you learned? We've, I mean, we have really not got to really enjoy the benefits of a lot of the choices that we made and the assistance that we got. Um, but it's about looking at your resources, look what's out there and just constantly be thinking. So that's what we're doing is constantly thinking about using every inch of our real estate and really just putting ideas out there. What do you have that people want? How can you reach the people? And, you know, it's not been good. I mean, like I said, we're struggling like crazy. Um, and it's, and I can't even imagine how bad it would have been even, or if we hadn't have had the show experience and the education from that. But yeah, we, um, I, I would say is use the resources that you have and think outside of the box. Yeah. Um, so I think, for me, I was a lot more like Brian. I actually had talked with my business partners about not doing the show the day that Glenn showed up because they didn't tell us that that was going to happen. <laughs> we had discussed it because we were afraid that the show might be a huge distraction, which it was. <laughs> but, you know, looking back, while it was a huge distraction, I think and the, what you really gain from that is an entirely new perspective on something. You know, I'm relatively new to being an entrepreneur. I've owned my business for three years. And I found that being able to have someone like Glenn, who's coming in really more as a friend than, you know, a business partner or a potential client or a salesperson or anything like that, you know, being able to get his honest feedback about the business. And Glenn was, was a person who was able to very, you know, bluntly tell me the things that he thought we needed to do differently. And I've never had anyone do that. You know, you, you have people come in and they tell you you're doing great. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful what you're doing for the community and starting this business and hiring people and, and growing your business. And then Glenn comes in and tells you, well, you really need to do this and you need to do that and you should be doing this different. <laughs> and John, you're too risk averse and you know, you're not growing the company fast enough because you know, you're too afraid to take the, the big chances. And, and having someone do that is really eye-opening. And it's an experience where you know, maybe not everyone can have a chance to have Glenn Stearns come to your business and do that. But I think you know, the value of mentorship and someone who's willing to give you honest feedback about how you're operating your business is, is incredible. But we've really improved on some things that we wouldn't be doing right now if we hadn't had the chance to get that honest feedback. 
And he did it so, so we, kindly. Like he was always with compassion. Yeah, it was, he was nice about it, you know? It still hurts sometimes to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to hear things that- It was real, but it was honest and fair. Yeah, and, and like you, you hit on Tina, it's, it's, you can't stress enough how real it is. And I, I agree with you, people will think that it's not real or things were you know, fake or made up or invented. It is. They're not, they're not going to say that about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe not about Michael. I'm telling you that right now. They're not going to say. Not that. Tony <laughs> either. Yeah. Not Tony either. Sure. They're not going to say nothing is fake about when they whatever they see, whatever they decide to put on there about me. I, I have no idea, right? They got the whole. They got the whole A to Z. But I mean but, the. But the the bottom line is, you know, while while it, it is very real, and despite the fact that it was very disruptive because it was a television show, there is really nothing that replaces having that that open, honest feedback from a mentor and, and someone with that, especially someone who has no stake, you know, other than they want to help you. So that is just a really unique experience in that way. Do you think that because of Glenn's mentorship to you do you think that that's something you would then pass on that you might approach your relationship with someone else that way that you might be a mentor to someone else is that something that you learned you can be honest and supportive with um with another person in your business in your business career yeah I mean absolutely even even internally I think you know, I, I'm trying to have a perspective more like Glenn in how I'm looking at the business and how we're operating. So even internally with our own business, we can be more honest about certain things that just need to happen because I think we better align the goals for the future of the company, where we want it to go. And and the other thing we learned was we've read how quickly things can be done because when you show and the deadlines are tight and you're still you're busy filming and redoing things you think well geez I was able to accomplish all this I was filming a tv show you know the dates for the projects that we want to complete can be a lot more aggressive and we will figure it out so yeah I, I absolutely I think I would be much more willing to go into someone else's business especially friends now and be honest about what I'm looking at what I might see as a customer to give them a chance to address it Right. Michael, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. Uh, I mean, just for me, man, you know, I, I like to think, and one of the things that I came to realize with, with, with dealing with the show was that I, I think that I'm, I'm one of the most successful unorganized people in the world. Um, I, I think the show allowed me to define my unorganization. And so ever since the show left, what I've been trying to do is just be more organized in, in, in the approach um, to the way I do my business and the way um, I live my life. Um, as far as Glenn is concerned, you know, um, I, I cherish the, the talks that me and him had with those talks, um, like a big brother to a little brother, um, very, very honest human being. And um, I just remember everything that he shared with me um, I on the, my only it's two things that I, I wish that could have happened more was I, I had a more chance to spend with Glenn um, just to get little lessons from him by listening to him talk and then um, just having been just a little bit nicer to the to, to, to the other people that work the show you know um, like I said um, 
they some of the nicest people I ever met in my life. Um, and they did the best they could, uh, even under a tremendous amount of strain and pressure. They were always um, having a smile on their face and they always uh, brought their best um, to the table. Um, and, and the professionalism that they displayed, um, even with dealing with, you know, um, with someone like me at times, it, you know, I, I, I would never forget that. So um, those are little lessons that, um, that, that I still um, hold on to each and every day. Uh, this one's for everybody, Glenn included. What do, you, what do you all love about being an entrepreneur in Erie? And what do you love about Erie? And for people listening um, that might be thinking about starting a business here, why should they start a business in Erie? You know, what I found about being an entrepreneur is like anything else you do in life. If you, you know, if you're playing tennis with somebody that's a lot better than you, you play up. If you're playing tennis with someone that isn't that good, you don't, you don't play as well. When you're in a world where business moves at a certain pace, you move at the same pace, right? Well, if you go to LA and you try to run your business like you do in Erie, this is no kick on Erie. It's just the pace is a lot different, right? You will get run over. So, you know, what I try to explain and what I, what I hope happens in the show even is you see there is a faster gear and realize you don't have to keep the same pace as everybody else. Yeah. You demand more and then you end up getting a lot more reward out of that. Right. And so um, coming to Erie I, for me, you know, and seeing so many hardworking people. Right. And, and then it was like, okay, but you know, they're not moving at the right pace. When I mean moving, they're hardworking, but then maybe they're afraid to add that extra employee because now I've got this payroll. So that thing, instead of going, don't hire, hire four more employees right now and then go out and, and run, run at it. Right. So it's those things there. It's not, you know, it's not that you're doing it differently than LA. You're just not going faster or harder. And so when you look at something like that, I think you can say, okay, not only can I have a business in Erie, I can thrive in Erie. Right. And it's a big difference. You know, if you just want to go at the same pace or you don't, so I think hopefully, you know, we're looking at all of our businesses and going, you know, am I comfortable surviving and, and doing at that pace? And that might be, that's okay, by the way. It's, it's, it's not a right or wrong answer. You know, everyone has a different um, objective, whether they want to, you know, get by or whether they want to just bust out and have a Bentley that they're driving around or whatever, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's different strokes, different folks. So, but if they want to elevate their game, they, they, you know, you just see that it's, it's, it's there. There's an opportunity to do that. I manage two businesses and you're going to see that in the show. And I thought I had worked my butt off as much as I possibly could over the last 20 years of business ownership and all the different industries and running two companies is hard enough. Then you add filming on top of that, and then they hire you to help work on some of the locations that they're filming. So they were able to utilize Strong Me and not just for our cafe, but we were able to help at Underdog Barbecue and at Dominic's. And it was an incredible experience. First off, I loved getting to meet all the other business owners and stuff. Um, but the amount of work, like 18, 20 hour days that I put in the most physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausting time of my life, hands down. But it showed me that 
I was able to give more. I thought I had given as much as I could, but there is still yeah. so much more that I can accomplish. I mean, you can't maintain that pace per se all the time, but it really showed me I could level up. So there's really no excuse to say, can I be involved in the community more? Because the one really great thing about Erie is how well they support each other. Our business owners support each other's businesses. The community itself, especially through this past year, has thrown themselves into supporting local small business again. And I don't think every town has experienced that. But Erie in particular, I can say out of both of my businesses, have really experienced a surge of support from the entire county um, and beyond. So I think not only are we an affordable and um, really well-networked market, but this time, these hard times have really shown why our town is able to excel when maybe some others don't. And I think it is that tight-knit community that we build around each other. And and to your point, Giselle, because you know when I saw how hard you were working, I don't. You can't put any more hours in. You really can't put that many more, okay? Because you have to sleep. But you can delegate. You can get other people to help do other things. You can find what is your highest and best use. So we just reorganize some things and go. Okay, let these guys do that work. You go do. You know what I mean? And those are the kind of little things that then you can say, Wow, I got more done than I ever thought I could get done. So there was a lot of those kind of fun um, yes <laughs> examples which is why i now have five more staff <laughs> than before the show <laughs> there you go i think that for us the takeaway is we've always just just in general we've been around for almost 64 years we have got to see a lot of the regulars and people who have come in over the years or they're now the sons and daughters of people who've come in or the grandchildren of people who've come in they if we didn't have them we wouldn't have the business so it's really about building relationships and letting them know that we appreciate every single one of them, whether they're getting coming in for a cup of coffee only, or they're coming in with the family of four and getting a meal. You know, we appreciate every single one of them and getting to to know them and their stories. And, you know, Tony's and my story goes back to when we were babies going into Dominic's and here we are owning it, you know, and I have um, great fond memories of my dad and one of my last memories of him, I'll start crying, but it was, uh, it's probably going to air on the show was at Dominic's, you know, so uh, it, you know, it's just, I think that's our biggest thing with it is you, you do the type of work that you do because you want to make an impact on people. So no matter what kind of work it is, so that's, yeah, we haven't been able to hire new employees because we're not even open right now, hardly, but um, yeah, we've got some great ideas when this is all over, but we love the, the community spirit and getting to meet new people. I think for me, Glenn, I, I feel like you're talking about me on some of these things because it wasn't, you know, from, from our perspective, I tend to really want to crunch all the numbers and make sure that everything is, is just right and the, the budget is balanced, profit margins are where they're supposed to be, and to a point that it, it has become somewhat of a detriment to the growth of our company because I've just been afraid to take the risk to invest the money to do the things that, you know, when you came in and told me the things you told me, it wasn't like I was under them. I just didn't put importance on them. And I was too afraid to take the risk to do it. Now my plan stretched out over years to accomplish what we did, you know, in a couple months, I will say since, since you've left, it, it's been a whole new approach in how we're working on growing this business. And I think, you know, I, I tolerate the fact that 
we've got to invest more to, to grow the company. And so, so we are. And so, I mean, if you look at, I know you saw my pitch for my plan for 2020. If you, I just finished my plan for 2021, the investment dollars are much, much higher, um, despite the fact that we're not in nearly as good of a cash position as we were exiting 2019. And it's because I know that, that that's where we have to be if, if, if we think we're going to grow to the levels that we've, we've decided we want to. So, you know, we, we have businesses on both ends of the spectrum, right? You have John, right? You're, you're, you were more of a ready aim. Okay. No, you know, plan, you know, uh, draw out, you know, make sure it's all right. And then shoot. By the time you shot, sometimes the target was gone. It moved. Right. <laughs> And then you got on the other end, sometimes I won't name any names, Giselle, but it'd be ready, shoot, aim. Right? It's like, wait, I mean, you're supposed to aim first, right? And so you got both ends of the spectrum, right? And, you know, it's that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, right? You know, you got you know, all different types of personalities out there. And then you say, okay, how do I, you know, take me who, you know, and make sure I can be the best me I can be. Right. And, um, you know, because because Giselle is not going to be John and John won't be Giselle, you know, and everybody in the middle. Right. It's just it's everybody's different and it's OK, you know, to be those whoever we are. You know, we got to be comfortable in our own skin and then we got to just pick our what is the things that make us successful and then strengthen the things that we kind of suck at, you know, and we all suck at a lot of things. You know, it's just surrounding ourselves with good people. That's, I think, the um, the beauty of being an entrepreneur is knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. Before I uh, met the show, um, I was this was my last summer yeah. um, cleaning cars. I was like letting that business go. The show kind of got me into believing that um, that I, I need to keep the business and, and utilize it in, in another way, which is um, running a training program through the through the business for some kids. Um, and just teaching them how to clean cars and letting letting them um, um, have something to do for the summer and, and get the, a training certificate out of it. Personally, where I'm going in business, I'm I'm not even there yet. I have the space, I have the plan, um, but I don't have the money to to to, to, uh, to put it together. So I'm working on it real real slow, and that's my residential. Um, living uh, quarters for people um, getting out of prison and, and recovering from drugs. You know, I, I, words can't express um, the experience of you have the show and then you have Glenn. It, they're two different people. They're two <laughs> different things. Glenn is compassionate. Glenn is caring. Glenn is a, a business person who wants to see another business do good. The show just want to make the show. You know, they're here for one thing, to make a damn show. So. I completely agree, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so the show was, the show was pressing. You know, we're going to make this damn show. We got, you know, we, we got to get this show done, so on and so forth. And then you have Glenn that'll pull you to the side and basically say, don't, don't worry about the show, man. <laughs> this is what you need to do. You know what I mean? And, um. Um, it, it, it was a, it was a very very fun experience, man. And even to the point that you know, I'm hoping one day to be able to do it again because I believe I didn't give my best self to the project. You know what I mean? Um, that that's what I left there wondering. Um, so I'm excited and I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. Um, so I can kind of give myself a grade. 
Um, <laughs> and, and I'm hoping that, um, that, you know, I lived up to, um, uh, what, 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 what Carl and the people, uh, who picked me, you know, I'm hoping I lived up to their expectations to, to give them a good enough product where, where they had a good enough show. And, and Glenn is separate from that. Glenn, our relationship is different. It's a business relationship. It's a, um, it's a person that's caring about your business and, and wanting to see you excel from a financial standpoint. So you got to understand that the show and Glenn is two different things. Our relationship isn't just a business, it's friendship. <laughs> the reality is that this was about, you know, really being able to go in and get people to see, yeah, there's pain, there's tears, there's all kinds of things that go on. But you know what? In the end, if you do the right thing and you try real hard and you bust your ass, you're going to do something good in life. And that's their, that's what they captured. So we're fortunate that this show isn't like a lot of those other shows where they just want to go look at Erie and let's just make this all about some negative thing, you know, that could come out of it. And these people are blah, blah. No, they highlighted the hardworking people in a wonderful city that has figured out how to make entrepreneurship their way out, right? You think about all these other Rust Belt cities and their victims to waiting on, you know, Uncle Sam to come build their infrastructure. That's not what's happening. You guys are rebuilding the infrastructure by having jobs and creating more. And so these guys have figured out that that's a, a, a wonderful message, a wonderful story. And so we're, we're very fortunate because I've, I've seen the evil side of television and we're not with those guys, you know, we're with some good people. I would, I would agree with you, Glenn. I think that, um, like I said, and just turn me off for a second, because that was actually, that was my first reasoning why I didn't want to do the show. I said, reality TV is a train wreck. I'm not going to be involved in a train wreck. And I said, I don't want someone coming to exploit me. I don't want someone coming in to try to twist what I'm trying to do or do anything else. That was why I was so apprehensive about doing the show. And um, a couple of things happened that, like, I changed my mind and I did it. Um, I agree with Mike that like, I feel like you're one of my friends. Cause even today, you know, you're checking on me, seeing what I'm doing. You've been checking on me. You, you constantly are talking to me and that's not what I expected out of this experience whatsoever. And like I said, I, I truly appreciate everything you've done. And I say that over and over again, the film crew as nice as they are. Cause a lot of those guys were extremely nice. I, I mean, I, I gave them, um, a lot of, um, uh, like gratitude when they were leaving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they were in my way nonstop while I was trying to teach. I was trying to teach my class and these guys are three feet away from me. I, and I'm going to say this and, and only Michael's the only person that knows me. I don't play well with others. I know I'm, I know I'm a police officer, but I'm going to tell you, I don't really play well with others. There are a couple of times where there were some heated moments because I was like, you're way too close. or you're saying something that I don't like. And I don't have like, I, I, I have a hard time, you know, letting stuff go. At least I didn't know in the beginning that all you guys were also filming at the exact same time and why they were running late. And when we start running late, I start getting irritated. And like I said, and, and it was like, it was a challenge. But like I said, I, I understand it now that it's over. I understand why it was such a challenge. Um, they are very nice people. Like I said, I, I really got to know some of the staff. Like I said, I can't, I'm just agreeing with Michael about Glenn. He's just, and I would say this, I wish he wasn't on here because it's easier for me to talk about it when he's not sitting there. Um, I'm very, very surprised at the friendship and a relationship that has, that has developed out of this. Cause I did not expect that at all. Like I said, if I would have known how this relationship was going to develop, I probably would have said yes. And I'm getting a set of no three times. You would never know that he's in a position he's in. Cause he's like everyone else. It's just like talking to one of my other friends. You know, you know, it was, it was because of Glenn that 
when I was in left field, I would think about Glenn and I would think about how, just how honest he is and how serious he was. Like this was, this was very important to him. And because it was important to him, it became more important to me. You know what I mean? When I, when I was a little frustrated or whatever, I, all I had to do was just think about Glenn or he would pull up on the set and then, you know, I could, I could straighten everything out and blow off a little steam or whatever and then, and, and then go to work. You know what I mean? But, but Glenn definitely made my work easier. You know what I'm saying? No, just the, just the person who he was not, had nothing to do with him being, uh, uh, in the financial position that he in, just the, the human being that he is. And after you talk to him a few times and, um, you, you, you know, you're talking to someone that cares about you that have, that don't know you from a can of spray paint. Well, speaking of the show, you know, what do you think will come of your business once the show premieres? I, I hope it blows I can, up. I mean, that's the goal. I can start you know, with that because we've actually thought a lot about that. I, I you know, I mean, it's common sense. We're all going to get an influx of business when the show hits and people hear about us. If they have not experienced one of our businesses yet, people are going to want to see more about it. We're going to get more foot traffic on our Facebook pages and our websites. And we're definitely going to get more business across the board. With that, we all know it's common sense. That's going to fade out. I mean, the, the, I, the excitement of the show and, and all that, I think that's going to fade out. So it's like, what impact do we make on those brand new customers who are just seeing us for the first time? Can we keep them as customers? Are they going to talk about us? So that's something that we're always thinking ahead about. Um, and I think it's too, though, it's taking the education, the guidance, the support that we've gotten and use that to um, push us forward so that when we don't have that motivation just from the show and people watching it and that excitement, that people are going to be excited about us just because of who we are and what kind of business we have and what we have to offer the community. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, we know we're going to get something extra from it but we want to go, what's that long-term going to look like? And that's our responsibility to make that long-term successful. The, the help, the show is going to give us a boost and a, and a new audience for some people, but it's our job moving it forward. I, I think that's very healthy because sure, you, you will get more eyeballs on you, but it's not like the, it's not going to be again, the lottery ticket, right? Maybe it will, maybe who knows, but I doubt it, right? It's you, you can't, if you, if you're planning on that being the case, then you know, then I wouldn't, right? Because you gotta I'm thinking I'm thinking nobody's gonna want to talk to me after they see me on the show. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna be just fine, Michael. Yeah, okay. But what or you they're gotta relate do, to you, Mike. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Now there's gonna be a lot of people that relate to each one of you, and everyone has a different type of a personality, a different style. Like I said, you know, some people are more analytical, some people are more off the cuff, some people you know, there's so many different, you guys represent so many different types of entrepreneurs. And so when this show hits, people will relate to it, right? And uh, to to some of you more than others. And, um, and everyone's different is what I'm saying, right? And that's why I love the next season of Undercover Billionaire that's coming out also January 6th, because it's three more entrepreneurs doing it completely different than I did it, right? And so I've been doing a little, um, a little work with them and I'm the executive producer on that show. Um, and also, um, you know, I have been mentoring them along the way and I love that they're different because people get to go out and see 
it just done completely different, right? And so that's a good thing. But to your point, Tina, you know, then life will go back to normal, right? Now, what are you going to do with your company, right? You know, because you got to keep moving forward and not think, you know, I've had friends of mine that say, when this hits, man, that's it. That's our golden ticket. Don't ever think like that, right? You know, just keep doing your business and getting it growing and don't wait on the one miracle to help, you know, pull us out of anything, uh, you know. Uh, but I think it'll be a good thing. It'll be a positive thing. Don't get me wrong. We but... just want the shutdown to be over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, That's goal one. <laughs> January 4th. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I've even told people that I don't care if the show were even to air. It would be okay if it got cut. I mean, it. the show is like a tiny handout, but it's like Glenn was always saying, this is a hand up to really run our business in a different way. And the show is one episode, one time, maybe we get a deal or something out of it for Lake Erie Rubber. But in the long term, you know, it, it's the change in how we're running our business. And so I would do it all over again, even if they said the show is, your show is not going to air, your episode's not even going to be on. I would still do it, even though it was such a hassle and, and so much work and, and it was painful. You know, that's, that's really what, what I'm expecting is that the show might generate a little something, but the way we run our business is better for the long term. You know, you and I've had some conversations, John, because he qualified for a group, um, an entrepreneurial group that um, dealt with different businesses. And, and we've talked about it. And what I found was kind of what we did together. It's it's they say it's lonely at the top. Right. When you're when you're the owner of a business, you don't get the feedback that is honest feedback back usually you have employees that are working for you and they they don't you know or you just don't get the right feedback but when you're around other business people and they understand what it means then you end up in a support group that is a wonderful group that people give you maybe things you don't want to hear but they'll give you pot they'll give you honest feedback and you need that to run your business and so i think it's um like this group right here and including Ashley over at, at underdog barbecue, you know, you guys being together and doing things together will, you know, give you that, that, that feedback that I think you're going to need. And I love being a part of it, you know, and I, I don't ever want to be out of that group myself. Right. Because it's just, you know, you learn so much from other people and what other people have done and, you know, in positive and negative, right. You learn what maybe not to do and you learn some things that you should be doing. It's a positive that comes out of it. It gives me, I hope everybody does, but it gives me the perspective that I can now push myself into that discomfort zone on purpose, knowing that I'm going to thrive through it on the other side of it. And before this show, I don't think I ever would have pushed myself so strenuously uh, mentally and everything to, to really advance my business, to make the business that important to really take myself out of, out of any comfort zone I could even possibly step into. So I think Glenn and the show, like you were saying, you know, the show's intention is really true. You don't ask anything back from us except more effort than we've ever given before. And um, it's unique to this show. And I think that's something that we can all use to continue to really thrive past this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, kind of building on that, uh, this is for Glenn and everyone, uh, speaking of challenges. <laughs> so you filmed this in a pandemic, your business owners, small business owners in a pandemic. What would you like to see? Because, 
you know, this may not be the last pandemic that we're all living through, right? So what would you, would you like to see city leadership in cities of this size uh, do to better see the success of local businesses through the next pandemic? And what do you think small business owners should be doing now uh, to plan for the next one? Oh, well, I guess I can start because, I mean, we're, you know, right before the show started airing, we were kind of just doing, sorry, I have to charge my phone. So I'm at a little bit of an angle. We were in a position where we were on shutdown um, and then we didn't even know we had gotten picked yet. And we went to 25%. So um, right at the end of shutdown, we went to 50% capacity. And then, like I said, we were only open maybe, you know, a couple months and we went back down to um, closed and takeout only. I think that people are making the best decisions that they possibly can make with the information they have at the time. But now we're, you know, we're 10 months ish into this pandemic. And I think that so much information is known, but moving forward, we don't have the money to put aside that we would want to put aside so that we'd have another cushion. If another pandemic did hit, we were, we're going to, we are already planning that momentum and trying to think outside of the box and using every square you know, inch of our real estate and, and doing what we do well and just advancing from that. So we would continue to do that, but obviously do it now so we have as many steps in place so we're not trying to learn it on the fly like we were 10 months ago. Um, the show, Glenn, you in particular, you know, have given us that, that just that information and that knowledge. But I think for the, um, like the, the city and the county, I think for them, and I think some of the decisions are made because people are like, how can we slow down movement and how can we do that? You know, I don't know that we're the problem. Because I think actually we're we're safer. We're you know we have everything sanitized extra, and we're making sure that people are mindful of what the rules and regulations are. But I think that look at who look at the individual businesses and really what are they doing? What is their responsibility? Just like the health department comes and gives us a grade, you know, a couple times a year. Look at that. You know, don't shut everybody down as a whole. Look at who's following the rules and who isn't. I think that would be my my plea to anyone who's listening to makes rules and regulations. And I know this, this comes, these decisions come from the state level, but none of these decisions are made lightly. I don't believe that anyone wants anyone to fail. Um, but, you know, if we can come out of this, especially the, the second round has been worse for us, even in the first round. And I, I didn't know that was possible. But if we can come out of this, you know, I think that, I mean, God almighty, we're going to be stronger for sure. But I want people to just look at, look at the individual nature of it and just not try to make too many blanket decisions. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of where my, where my head is. I, I agree. I'm in the same industry, so I don't need to add too much more to that, except to say that I completely agree because my business and your business, we're doing all the things. And so the instances of people um, getting ill from anything that we're doing is extremely low compared to, you know, to use the Walmart term, you know, everybody existing in one giant space and it's very unregulated. So I agree with you, Tina. Yeah, for, for, for me, my perspective has just changed in that when, when we're not in a situation like this, I need to be a lot more aggressive in growing the company so that if we were to hit another downturn, you know, we've added the customers, the revenue, the utilization of our equipment to a level that it would be easier for us to sustain a downturn of 30% had we grown our company more in the past two years. And so my main focus is just on growing my company, building the relationships with my customers to a level that the next time if something like this happens, a slowdown like this happens, we've grown our company enough that we're, we're better situated to withstand it. 
entrepreneurship is not for everyone, first of all. So all of us sitting here now, evidently we have what it takes to, to be an entrepreneur. Um, um, there's nothing like uh, personal experience. You know, one of my sayings that personal experience allows you to have a personal opinion. Um, going, going through the pandemic um, um, definitely put us all in a situation that um, if we was to experience something like this again, you know, we would be better prepared for it. Um, um, you, you can't prepare for, for something like this. I, I, I don't care who you are. You, you just can't. But being able to uh, utilize your, 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 your gifts, whatever they are, you know, we all have a, a, a different set of gifts. But being able to use your gifts to, to, uh, to continue to, to work your business, I think that's the biggest takeaway. Um, you know, it, it's just different phases of business. You know, sometimes business is going to make money. You think business should make money all the time. I, I just don't believe that. I just believe there is going to be times to make money. Sometimes you have to spend money and then sometimes you got to hold on to it. So um, under, understanding those different times are going to allow you to, to, you know, to endure different situations. Um, um, but I'm thankful for um, the lessons. You know, the name of this, this, this game of life is, is one life to live. You're only going to get to play this thing one time. And, 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 and when you're in the moment, you know, don't, don't, get your, don't get down. You know what I'm saying? Embrace this struggle. Embrace this tough time. And, and I think it's going to continue to make all of us better people. I mean, that's just my take on it. And uh, I'll, I'll uh, kind of tie it all up as far as when I look at what the pandemic should hopefully prepare us all for is knowing how to pivot and change. And you could take, well, let's take John's business. He was highly focused on, on locomotive businesses. Well, if they shut down the locomotives, you know, then you don't have a lot of that business, right? Tina's business was focused on bringing and and Giselle's and and Brian's into uh, their shops, right? So, um, you know, you had to you, you look at that and okay, well, how do we change that, right? Maybe you change and you don't focus on locomotive only, right? You, you pivot to something else. Maybe you take takeout orders and you figure out how to do different ways to go throughout the country and sell your goods or whatever. So there's a lot of ways to pivot and learn how to adjust what you were doing in the past um, so that you're stronger for it in the future. When it comes to the city and state and national policy, I think most entrepreneurs would agree that taking a wide swath of you know, across the whole um, country and, and many industries and just saying they should be shut down uh, is probably, it's just wrong, okay? I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. I heard 98% or whatever the number is of the flu is gone because we're wearing masks. That's wonderful. And then I hear this, that COVID has spread because we're not wearing masks. So, um, you know, which way are you, you do you want it, right? And so you're going to make all these hardworking, struggling businesses fail across the country. So we're dependent on government aid. No one wants that. These people that are working don't want that. You know, people don't want to sit and just and just not get paid and sit around on the sidelines. So common sense and letting some people have their own, their own risk to a point, because um, I do agree with what you guys said. You ought to look at those that aren't doing it right 
and punish those guys and the ones that are doing it right. Uh, you should let them run their businesses. But, you know, then we're getting pretty political, aren't we? And so <laughs> you know, we end up with a lot of people that don't, you know, yeah, it's tricky. So. Glenn, so after your success with Underdog Barbecue, you created a the Underdog Entrepreneurial Fund with Chris Trott and Don Van Scoder. So talk about um, what is the goal of that fund and how can someone apply for it? The idea was to take small local businesses that are just getting started that don't understand how to even get started and give them a helping hand to get in. And, and maybe it's just learning how to file the right paperwork. Maybe it's getting incorporated. You know, it's those little things. And so um, they were going to be involved in going out into the community and really looking at a lot of these new um, groups or companies or, or individuals that wanted to get in, in and get a start. And, um, and they were working in tandem with the SBDC who had a lot of people coming into them. Um, what we recently did is we formed another partnership um, with the Martin Luther King Center and helped um, them uh, by forming a partnership that helped some of the businesses that we have on here. And so I've been working on something a little bit uh, lately that I hope will help all six businesses a little bit more while they're going through this pandemic stuff. And so, um, you know, we'll see how that goes, but that's another one that we'll just keep in our pocket right now, but. Another surprise. Perhaps oh, I'm working. So, okay. <laughs> I want to help you guys figure out. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Thank you all for being here tonight. One last pitch, one last, one last shout out, Glenn, anyone? How it starts is not how it ends. Okay. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. All right. So watch and you will be surprised. Good. Well, we're all, we're all not surprised that it was a great conversation here tonight. Of course, all of the eerie peeps, we love you guys. Um, we wish you nothing but the best, all of your businesses, you know, to anyone listening, of course, please patronize our local, our, our, our partners, our, our local businesses. We wish you all the best. And thank you so much, Glenn, for everything that you've done. Truly, it's so inspiring to, to listen to you and listen to all the entrepreneurs here tonight and how you've supported them. It really is. Um, you've group. done a lot. Yeah, it's a great group here. So thank you, everyone, thank for you. everything. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Right. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Make sure and follow the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office on social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grain.